Okay, if you hear me snap once, if you hear me snap twice, if you hear me dab, no, that's the soldier boy, I'm sorry. I don't even know how to dab. I don't know how to dance. That's sad, I'm sorry. That's the, so the soldier boy you crank and then you jump to the side. It's before you were born, I think. Love you. All right, welcome everybody uh, near and far. Um, thank you, mom, thank you everybody. Uh, I am honored to be your pastor, and I still can't believe that God is doing what he's doing through the story he's been writing, especially through the COVID-19 pandemic. He's got us here, still meeting um, together in person around tables. Like a year ago, this would have been a dream, like a dream to be able to, to meet with each other, to do what we're doing right now. So um, you can come grab them if you want, or... Carry them. They're eating cake. Oh, you guys can bring your cake if you want. If your kid's going upstairs, you can bring your cake with you. You can have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> if you'd like. So, um, I love being in the basement. Very sloppy. Y'all can't see what's going on over here, but it's, it's beautiful. So, let me tell you why we're down here. Let's just do this. Let me tell you why we're um, doing this setting the table thing. So uh, for a minute, it's felt to me like, um, well, we, we started on a, on a journey, many of the people in here, um, to launch this church, to begin to gather, and then to build relationships in the scattered church along the way. Um, and we, we, from the beginning, wanted to be about like relationships across the board, moving at the speed of relationships. And... Um, we had that goal of setting the gathering, and God blessed us with, with this facility and the people uh, letting us rent space here. Um, but I think once we started to do that and summer hit, um, and we really got into our volunteer teams, um, I personally felt like a loss because I di we didn't have necessarily a, a group like this to like discern together, to like put our, our ear to the ground and imagine what God is like, what kind of future God is calling us to. It sounds like a war is going on up there right now. Um, so really, uh, this the next six weeks and last week started it, we're in an, an initiative. Um, I mean, it's a sermon series, but I think it's more about creating dialogue called Setting the Table, which is about remembering who God is calling us to be. And I think that we're remembering a lot in the last couple of weeks already about um, why we began this journey and what's going to see us through to something that's even better um, because the best is yet to come. Uh, and we're also going to evaluate changes that could could make our mission even more effective. So uh, that will be really kind of beginning more next week. Um, but last week and this week, I wanted to just spend some time remembering like why we all have said yes to this, including the people that have, have come aboard this journey since we started uh, gathering. And I want to dream. I want us to dream again because God is not done. He's not done with the impact he wants his church to have in this world. There are still people that don't know how crazy God is about them. And we still have that mission to bring that good news to the corners of Wyoming. So, um, that is kind of why we're doing this initiative is I want, I want us to, and that's why there's questions on your tables too. Uh, every week, uh, we're going to have a time, like the talk is going to be shorter. Um, I'm going to speed it up here and, and then just leave you with a question to talk about. 
because I want us to discern and remember and gather ideas and gather heart stuff so that we then can ask the question of like, what might God be saying is next for us? Because I don't think it's, I think it's beyond anything that we can imagine, both in a small sense, deeper into people's lives and in a, and in a possibly a big sense too. So, okay. Um, that is, I think, a decent setup. So the question, though, um, on your tables, if you want to just look at that a second. Um, I was a late bloomer in the reading category, so I'll read it for you. Um, it says, who is your chair for? And that's going to make sense as the talk goes on here. But um, there was, uh, well, I'll, I'll get to that later. So we're going to read scripture from Luke 14. Um, I'll have it on the screens, otherwise you can pull it up on your phone, or if you got a, a Bible with you here, you can gladly do that. So, okay, the context of this is Jesus is actually at a prominent Pharisee's house. So he's at somebody somebody's house, who's actually, according to their culture, like a person of an important stature, which I do think is interesting because the thing that attracts me the most to Jesus is that he... Um, is about being with people who are usually on the bottom side, like, quote, bottom side of society. He, he, like, goes to those types of people. But he also spent time with the people who are, like, um, the elites in their culture, too. So he, he does appeal to everyone in between, someone who might seem like they have their life together, even though we all don't, <laughs> and someone who clearly needs help from Jesus. So he's actually at the house of a prominent, like, religious leader, having this conversation with them. And there's two parts to, to this uh, conversation that they're having. They started to talk about a banquet that, that would happen when, when the Savior of the world, when the Messiah would come. And then uh, Jesus, they, yeah, so they, talk, they started talking about that, and I'm, I'm running a blank on the whole details of the first part of it. But the second part that we're going to focus on right now is Jesus shifting the attention of the people uh, essentially to uh, be invitation to uh, all people to this wedding, this banquet, this feast that Jesus, centered around Jesus, has set as the Savior. So setting the table, uh, we're starting with like, well, who are the chairs for? And the question on your sheet, um, who is your chair for? Um, I want you to just be thinking about that, and if an idea comes to mind while we're talking, write that, or while I'm talking, write that down, and then in about 10 minutes, we'll have you guys just dialogue about it with each other, and um, we will, are they over here? Nope. Something, some, oh, there they are. Uh, I'd love to uh, have one person from your table be a scribe that kind of collects the ideas from you, and then I can take that, and then you take your sheet home to pray for the, the person that's on your sheet, like the, the, the chair that you're praying for. This will make a little bit more sense here in a little bit, okay? So, all right, let's read the story then. So I just accomplished like five things in once. Hopefully you were following me along there. Uh, it says this, one of those at the table with him heard this. Uh, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. So the this Pharisee is saying this, this uh, dinner that's going to happen it's going to be amazing for whoever can be there. That's essentially it, right? Like, wow, that's going to be an awesome party. And then Jesus continues this. 
Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servants to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. So you would send, they would, in their culture, would send an invitation out for the banquet. And then, like, once dinner was ready, they'd send all these servants out to essentially tell people, like, Come to the table. The banquet is ready. Uh, next. Um, so, uh, hold on. Yes, so he sent the people out to tell the people who had the invitations that the party is ready to come. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see, uh, see it. Please excuse me, another said. I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant. He said, go out quickly into the streets and into the alleys in the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Jesus is extending the invitation to the table to everyone. Not just the people that would have been good enough to get the invitation. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room, which implies that there were people that came. But God's table is big, right? Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel the people in Riesland uh, and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. It's a beautiful picture, isn't it? Of Jesus, like, extending the inv- invitation and expanding the table. Not to exclude people who have worked hard to make their life vision happen, but to invite all people to the table. That there's a chair, there's a reserved chair. For anybody in the world who will respond to Jesus' invitation to come to the table. So you, you probably saw the, there's one reserved chair at each one of your tables. Um, that's, that's the question I want us to ask here in a minute. And let me tell you where that, that idea initially came from. Because I brought this up several times to our, our launch team and um, a couple times in sermons since we've, we started here. But... Um, the first meeting that, that I had with our core team, which was like eight or nine to 10, 12 people in my, in my house. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just be vulnerable with you here. Wyoming is a very diverse place ethnically. That's part of what I love about it. And that's part of the vision to, to build this church is that there would be all types of people, ethnic, socioeconomically, ethnically, gender, all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> and going into that meeting, um, I knew that God had given me the people that he he was calling to start this thing. I had moments of insecurity that we didn't have representation from groups that, that live in Wyoming yet. But eventually, I think the Holy Spirit just kind of hit me in the face and said, trust me. I've given you who you need to start with. And they're amazing people, but we didn't have representation. So what we did is we put a reserve sign in that very first meeting. And it represented everybody that wasn't there yet. It represented, for sure, um, ethnic diversity, socioeconomic diversity, but also like the individuals, family members. There was another time 
when I was uh, sitting on my standing on my porch. Uh, many of you heard this story too, but I was just wondering, like, why why has God given me such a heart for Wyoming? Like, why? Just why? I can't shake it. Just why? 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 I don't I don't hate it, but I just wondered why. And I remember just imagining uh, people's my neighbors' lives as they went into their homes, and then. Uh, a family member that, that I dearly love came to mind. And, and I thought, like, if, if this church could be the answer to the prayers for families like mine that have been praying for our empty chair at our family table, then maybe we could be the answer to the prayers of other people's table to invite their uh, wandering family members to God's table. So the chair represents a couple of different things, I think. And that's what I want you to wrestle with here in a second is, who is your chair for? Who in your life, if you find yourself following Jesus, who in your life do you desperately want to also experience that, like personally? <laughs> but there's these other passions that we have and these other things that we want to see. We've talked a lot about reflecting uh, the community reflecting the diversity in Wyoming. What people groups do you have a heart for? Is it young people? Is it shut-ins? Is it people of a different ethnicity or color than you? Is it people in a certain work class? What and who has God put in you that represents the chair and the invitation to the table because really we're the we're the servants in that story we're both we're both the people that are sent to bring the invitation and we're the i'll speak for myself here the poor sometimes lame <laughs> uh person that the good news is coming out with that invitation to none of us are exempt god actually has a chair for each one of us too but he's also given us this mission to help people find the way back to God, which another way to say it would be to help people find the chair that God was, has reserved for them. So um, I want you to, for a few minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, um, to, to discuss that. Um, who, who is your chair for? And I'd love if you if you could send one person up to just grab this sheet. And I know some of you like literally just met each other today. So I'm going to invite you to be vulnerable, but also understand that it takes a little time to open up. So at whatever level, comfort level you are, it would be awesome to just stir that up. And I think that's important because our mission as, as this church is to help people find the way back, back to God, which essentially is to let them know that there's a chair waiting for them. There's a chair with their name on it. So, circle up, have conversations for a few minutes, and then um, if you could, yeah, just have one person be your scribe and, and take take one of these and just kind of write what your group is writing. And i tell you why I'm, I want that is because it's really helpful to me as I spend time during the week discerning and talking with many of you to collect your ideas, hence like circle, circling up so that we can know what God is saying. Okay, you hit a little music, Philly. We will uh, come back in a minute.
We'll probably wrap up, wrap up pretty quick and then um, do a song after that. So, Okay, uh, let me finish the talk with this though, real quick. So you can, uh, a couple of things that I think, a couple of chairs that are worth uh, pondering on. So uh, this, this first slide, you, you have it on the sheet. I wanted you to have that sheet if, if you wanted to look at what I'm talking about here just for a brief second, but um, this, is, this is data from a report from like 10 years ago about Wyoming. So just imagine what today's statistics might be too. Um, and some of the language I don't love here either, but uh, at the time that I put this data together, there were 72,000 people in Wyoming, all of Wyoming. And uh, the report that I got from, it's the same thing that Target uses to like do their network analysis essentially, right? I don't know why they would need to know this, but ooh, I have some dark reasons why they might. Um, but seven, it's, it says this, 17.2% of people in Wyoming um, say that their faith is important to them. That's, that's, that means 80, 83% at the time, at 10, 10 years ago. That is the most adorable little hiccup that we got going on. I assume it's the baby that's doing it, not an adult. <laughs> so, um, well, you guys, you, <laughs> you guys can read. Um, 80% of people, I don't love the idea of like religious services as if like it's just a consumeristic thing, but I mean, that's, it's got to be lower now since COVID, like probably way lower. Um, and then 46% consider themselves a spiritual person. Um, I mean, that that's actually encouraging to me that people still sense the presence of the living God. But um, I just wanted to, to show you that just to say that there's a lot of people, I think, that are actually looking for the chair to belong to that may not know that there's a pretty amazing group of people that are offering it in the gathering and in the like wherever you go. I know that that one of the things I was talking with somebody before is like, yeah, I got a lot of friends that are just really done with the church attendance thing. And like, yeah, I mean, I get that, right? Like you, you have that in your life too. So what does that mean for the people that you're wanting to like be good news to and, and show the love of Jesus? It means be good news. <laughs> Bring church there, you know, bring Jesus there. It's the church is the church gathered, but it's also the church sent and scattered. It truly, sincerely is. When I find myself in those spaces with you guys, two guys, that we're doing church. We are the, the living, breathing temple of the Holy Spirit. With that said, there's power in the gathering too, but I just wanted you to see that there's people that um, may find themselves being very far away from God. And that's here, right in our city. Uh, this next slide, I'm not going to... Um, Lots of data there, right? That's why I printed it for you. But uh, I, this is a recent report that I asked for um, about a one and a half mile radius around Wyoming High School. And there's a lot more information than just this. But I wanted you to, to see some things. If the chair represents uh, two things, people that are far from God and people in the community that aren't quite reflected in, in our gathering and scattering, um, I wanted you to see kind of what that looks like. Like, what are, what are some of the, the profile tendencies of this, uh, I don't know, part of Wyoming that we're, we're called to? That radius, one mile around the high school, one and a half miles around the high school, touches two guys. It touches Gladiola. It touches here, intermediate. That really is kind of like our footprint, it feels like. And within that, there's 30, what, 34,000 people. 
1,200 households. Isn't that crazy? In like a one and a half mile, I mean, three miles across, there's 34,000 people. I'm not saying we are ever going to have a 34,000 person gathering, but that's a lot of people and a lot of people that potentially don't know how much God loves them. Not a lot of people that don't go to church. The gathering matters, but only so much as it exists to tell people that Jesus loves them and that they can belong to a group of people that will love them no matter what. Uh, the ethnicity represent, representation, 60% um, uh, of, of this area, it's higher for the whole city of Wyoming, but of our area is Caucasian. Um, here, I'll go up here. Uh, and then you, you can read. You get it. So I, I think if, we, if our desire is to reflect uh, the diversity in Wyoming, then maybe we can strategize about ways to build relationships. I don't know exactly how to do that. Um, other than, like, do a bunch of stuff in the schools, which is why Alex's work is so important and why I'm excited to continue to uh, be on board with that and invite you into it, too. But there's numerous ways, speaking to the generation piece, that we can invest in and build relationships with kids and teenagers. Um, yeah, we'll say more about that later. But And I think a, a pretty notable part about our mission mission missional footprint here is that there's 40 percent uh, single parents and uh, we love single parents uh, and it's hard to be a parent with another parent and it's I think even harder to try and do it on your own so is there a way that we can I don't know I'm just totally spitballing now but I just wanted you to see it that there's there's many of the houses that we pass and put flyers on and people that we see are are doing it on their own and, and doing doing a, a great job, I'll say, for the friends in here that are that. And what a beautiful thing that the church can become, like extended family. Isn't that what we want this to feel like anyways, that it will be uh, a spiritual family that blood, like the spirit is actually thicker than blood, I think, in many ways. So um, there's a lot, if you're interested in that sort of like nerdy data stuff, there's a lot more of that that I could give you from these reports, but um, I wanted to give that to you to just get you thinking because next week we're going to start, uh, we're going to turn a corner a little bit to go, what, what might we need to do differently in order to like remove barriers for people in Wyoming to become a part of the gathering or to like bring Jesus to them. So I'm good. All right, let's pray and then, um, are we going to scratch it? Okay, let's pray and then we'll eat dinner. Lord, thank you for, um, for calling us, for giving us the invitation, for having an invitation with our name on it. Because really, yeah, we got a mission for sure. But we can't really embrace that until we realize that in our hand is an invitation with our name on it from you, the king of the universe. You want us individually and together. You want me. You long to have each one of us at the table because we were created to be in relationship with you and created for relationships with each other and not created to walk in darkness and fear and depression and apathy and all the things that 
feel like they've been so heavy on, on the world, including your church. So like we prayed last week, Lord, I pray again that you would come break through, do something new, blow the trumpets, hit the drums, put a song in our heart. If for no other reason than for us to be reminded that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and I think that motivates our mission. Pray that this food will uh, be an awesome time that we get to spend together. And over the next uh, couple weeks, Lord, that you will um, speak clearly uh, as we collectively listen to your voice in what you want to do in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah.